Right now, you're listening to Tango Dub by Yurt Party from their recently released new album. Yurt Party are from Ototahi Christchurch. Tango and dub, two things the city does pretty well, Mark. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon as a visitor at least, the city feels culturally <laughs> good at reinventing and revitalising the classics. Which is a good segue, I hope, to our next item. It's almost 13 years since the devastating earthquake of 2011, which forced 70% of the Autotahi Christchurch CBD to be demolished at 70%. While the rebuild has been slow and often difficult in visions meeting reality, visiting this weekend I've been really struck by how much there is to celebrate and how the city has collectively taken up the opportunity, through art and design principally, to remake itself as a place for all. We brought together a panel today to reflect and look forward at Autotahi Centre's um, revitalisation, the challenges and the opportunities. And joining me in the studio today here in Christchurch are Michael Bell, the director and founder of Little Adromita Theatre. It's a key small independent space in Oxford Terrace, but was originally pitched for the city's developing performing arts precinct. More on that soon. Kitty Jardin of Naitahu and Rangatane is a Principal Arts Advisor at the Christchurch City Council and Chair of Paimanu, the Dynamic Naitahu Contemporary Visual Arts Trust. And Steph Walker is Executive Director of the very popular Word Christchurch Literary Festival. She was General Manager of the Christchurch Arts Festival at the time of the Canterbury Quakes and um, she's previously worked at the Auckland Arts Festival as Head of Programming at Sydney and Adelaide Festivals and as Executive Director of Performance Space in Sydney. Tēnā koutou. Kia ora. Kia ora. Thanks Kia ora. for joining us, everyone. Thanks for having us here. <laughs> A pleasure. I, You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to start by asking each and every one of you, um, you know, this positive. I mean, what beyond the tragedy the quakes have ended up kind of gifting the city? I mean, looking at it, what are the qualities or things that you think now exist in the culture that weren't here before then? Um, Steph, maybe start with you. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you could immediately go straight to, well, we have some really nice new buildings now <laughs> that are purpose-built for the arts, which you can't say in a lot of other cities. But I think the real thing that strikes me is a combination of bloody-mindedness. Uh, we're going to get that bloody mini on the road, you know, whether we like it or not. But also, yeah. um, you know, when everything falls away you have an opportunity to come up with new ideas and because the city's still changing quite dynamically there's a real willingness between people to just keep trying new things and keep coming up with new ideas and being a lot more neighborly about it I think you know um may I borrow your lawn mower aka your venue and I'll put some programming <laughs> in it and maybe we'll you know I'll loan, loan you a cup of sugar later down the line. There's a real um, vibe here of just working together to make things happen. Yeah. Um, but you, yeah. you you went away for a while probably and have come yeah. back. So you've probably got a really – I mean, because I've, mm. I've come occasionally. And at this time, this weekend, it, it feels things have come so far, even in the last three years since I was last oh, here. Absolutely. You know, I'd come back quite often in the sort of decade between – leaving and, and coming back last year and I'd always sort of do a little bit of a temperature gauge like could I move back how's this feeling uh, and it's really only in the past sort of two or three years I think that I've gone no there's stuff happening here and there's things bubbling there's an energy and I want to be part of that energy um, yeah very exciting indeed uh, Michael Bell you've been here uh, you've been really really putting 
putting doing a lot of hard mahi to try and um, make it make a difference here. What 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 for you has been positive in the change since the quakes? I think um, uh, 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 something that I follow a lot is just the um, the kind of the identity that Christchurch is uh, building, and there's a, yeah, there's a bit of a tug between the old and the new. But you know, looking at the Napier earthquakes, you know, we've got an Art Deco city that went up after that, and sort of trying to work out what Christchurch is you know, what's going to sort of define the rebuild and, you know, apart from brown, black and glass buildings, um, we, <laughs> I think I think we've got some things that are just truly iconically Christchurch and the ones that can't be planned. So, like what? Uh, look, one of my favourite things is the dancer mat. So basically Gap Filler's like, we're just going to like put a washing machine down that you can put $2 in and then you hook your iPod into it and then, you know, then the disco ball goes on, you can dance. And it just gets, like, it's used all the time. You know, 10 years later, it's still just iconically that, Christchurch. That's amazing because it really felt like, I mean, there were so many amazing gap filler pro- projects and, and ones from other things, but the fact that one of them kind of remains, is, is basically if the if that dance mat got taken away, would people just, you know, there'd be too many hours of protest. Has it become beloved? I think so, yeah. It's onto its, like, third, fourth, fifth location now. Wow. Because people don't want it to go away. So as things build and the place it was, shuffles to the next thing. Mm. Well used. Well used. Thanks, Michael and Steph. Kitty, um, what do you think has been so been positive? Uh, well, for me, bringing the uh, Naitau Naituahuriri uh, stories to the central city through art and design in the buildings is absolutely, you know, been key and was... It, I was living in uh, Rotorua at the time, I'm from here, but we'd been up there for uh, about uh, 13 years, and um, I think if Naitahu hadn't have been written into the um, post-quake legislation as a partner to the rebuild of the city, I might have thought twice about Mm. coming back, but I I think it is, it's, the city has evolved tremendously, and I think those stories and other stories are just so well out there in the in the central city through public art and design, but also I think influencing the the festivals, events, um, and the stories being told through uh, performance and music and so on. So I mean, what a, yeah, what an opportunity to to look at where we are now mm. in terms of a city that was, I guess, arguably seen as one of our most colonial in a way. Kind of English, mm. um, and the, the presence there is strong. So, just to explain, Naituahuriri is the manafena with the local hapu of Naitahu, yes? Yes, uh, and that, that have, uh, um, I guess, authority over the, the central city area. So, when we're, we're talking about the central city specifically, uh, Naituahuriri. And, and it wasn't a par site, wasn't it? I mean, it, it, you know, it was a place of of uh, it was a marketplace, a place of gathering. How, how did how, there were there were, there had been pass sites here, so Puari ah. and um, and Totahi had a, a pass site here too. My apologies. Um, yeah. All that goes back to our um, you know uh, our, our own complex history of uh, woven in through Waitaho Marmoi uh, settlements before um, uh, Naitahu made their way uh, down south. Um, but yes, the, the, currently located at Tuahiwi, so just north of the city and inland. Um, yeah. 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 Um, and the, there's, there's artwork throughout the city. It's yeah. been, I guess, a major, uh, you know, in looking after um, Paimanu, the, the, the trust there for Naitahu for mm. artists, it's been an amazing opportunity, I, I imagine, for artists to yeah. come together and, 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 and the work to be really integrated into design. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll say that Paimanu hasn't directly been involved in that, but certainly um, 
past and present trustees and uh, artists that we work with um, have been active uh, through the rebuild and, and have their work on, on buildings in buildings, um, telling those stories, that sharing that history. And I think people are, are really interested in it and really um, up for engaging in it. And, um, and, you know, while we've got those tangible everyday um, experiences to be had and stories to be shared and, and experienced through um, public art and, and the architecture, um, our events, I think, are taking shape. Um, you know, uh, our Puaka Matariki celebration, Te Rama Mai, um, yes. You know, we work with Māori artists locally, musicians, designers um, and uh, sculptors and so on to help us tell uh, stories of uh, how the stars and the environment, you know, what they mean to, uh, to a hiwi. Yeah. And is there a genuine sense in terms of design that rather than just lip service to artists, that artists, you know, like that, that Māori have been really involved in the desi- urban design process? I mean, like, are there, are there, do, the spa- do you think the spaces feel different in terms of the way they operate sometimes? Uh, most of them do, many of them do. So post, post-quake and, and all the, um, you know, the door knocking at Tohiwi's door to, to have that involvement, engagement with mana whenua um, led to the um, pretty speedy development of an organisation called Matapopori. Mm. Um, and through that organisation, um, governed uh, by uh, trust from the, uh, the hapu, um, they really set about um, commissioning and guiding, um, you know, the, the way interiors could be experienced, the way uh, the landscape could be experienced also. Um, I think it's had a, a profound impact on the way that public space is working for us and flowing, actually. So, you know, some great partnerships between mm. uh, Matapopuri, the Crown Agency, Otakoro, and... Uh, Sarah prior to that and, and council. What, what are some well. good examples? Do you Have you guys got ones that you notice? Oh, my favourite thing is actually, um, you know, we're based at the piano, which is very close to the river. Um, music and venue, new music. Yeah, new pretty, mu- pretty new music venue. Yeah, yeah. yeah opened, oh God, 2014 maybe. <laughs> um, really beautiful venue for music and also um, spoken word, which is handy for us. Um, but we're very close to the river and you can walk along the river and learn the story of of um, the whole area, really, just by gazing down. There's some amazing um, artworks that are tiled into place. There I love are, those, yes. Yeah, amazing ones um, sort of opposite the town hall and the river. There's um, um, stories about the tuna, the eels that are um, pretty prevalent and, and well-known in the river. I just, yeah, I love it. Everywhere you look, you can see glimpses of the Tao Māori narrative of the city. And there's a real thirst for that, I think, um, certainly in word, word programming. And Michael, it, it does feel that the city has turned more towards the river. This has been an opportunity for that, perhaps. So you're, you're based down in... Oxford Terrace, so that, that that area is just pumping. Yeah, that's right. I mean, honestly, the whole like I, I kind of live by the river as well. So like my walk to work is just walking down the river. It's um, it's 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 pretty great. I think I think it's great that um, that the city has kind of gravitated towards um, t- you know, towards the river. It's, it's it's sort of something that holds holds the city together, I suppose. So going back to 2017, you were proposing a new theatre right back then. I think the initial ideas were very bold, like a big purple bulbous <laughs> spaceship, <laughs> the Andromeda. Yeah. You're talking about a 400-seat venue, an 80-seat cabaret, I think, yeah. um, a place for a lot of these different theatre companies. Now you're in a, 
a sort of a smaller place in that really bustling area. Is it mm. is it good to be part of you know this opportunity to be part of the redesign in a way? You're you're not in the new performing arts precinct mm. um, that. Uh, uh, that the piano is, but you, you're kind of in the thick of where people go and drink and eat, right? Yeah, oh, we we love where we are on the terrace. It's it's such a cool location, and people, you know, like everyone comes has maybe dinner somewhere beforehand, um, sees a show, hangs it, goes to the bars for drinks, whatever. It's um it's a pretty um it's it's pretty bustling where we are, and I think the. I, I don't know whose idea it was to make a performing arts precinct where every where all the performing arts people uh, are all together. I think there's a lot of advantages for um, performers, pretty much because we can just sort of um, sort of switch between the venues a bit easier and stuff like that, and a little bit of advantage for festivals. But I don't think that greater advantage for the city. I think um, if you can actually spread you know where performing arts are happening out so we're again a little bit down the river it's it kind of means that the foot traffic can actually um uh can can energize i suppose the the city more than just going into one little one little block so i think there's a lot of advantages but still around. it sounds pretty t- t- um tough for you and i imagine the rental's not high it can be quite high in, in, mm. a, in a, a city that's bu- bustling there um mm. and mm. i know you've just had a big grant from the ministry of culture and heritage which congratulations sounds like you you look like you were you were last gasp in terms of having funding to continue yeah 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 we've um uh, we've definitely been reliant on funding and um i mean we've we we have to make some pretty good decisions when for example we've we've not received um funding from creative new zealand in the last 2 years so we've right. just kind of um we've got to make decisions that mean we can operate without that fortunately we've got a um a really cool landlord who um sees the value in us um you know doing uh doing fringe theater uh in the middle of the terrace and so he's um he's been really good to help us um uh make that happen um but yeah no no we um we did have shut down for a couple of months earlier this year but right. yeah but no but we're back up we'll be we'll be good until at least uh at least the end of next year and hopefully <laughs> hopefully beyond that it just sounds like <laughs> yeah. a battle all the time it's it's a constant battle and i think um yeah and and at every level i think organizations at every level um you know are always uh, constantly fighting i suppose to um yeah to get funding mm. and all that so, so um, I'm, I'm speaking with Steph Walker and Kerry Jardin and, and, and Michael Bell here on a panel about the Christchurch's cultural revitalisation. I mean, Steph, this performing arts precinct, mm. um, bold idea. Uh, you've got a new court theatre being built there across from Turanga, the incredible new library. It's looking really exciting now to see that theatre being built. Um, the you know the court's been out in, in, in out in Addington, is it? Yeah, yeah, in a in a very large. Not quite fit for purpose shed, I yeah. think. And many you've, got the, you've got the piano there, which is seeing all sorts of concerts coming through. You've got the mm. Isaac Theatre Royal, mm. and there's still a space that's empty there. I know, Michael, you've had some ideas for it. What do you th- What do you think is going to happen for that precinct? Um, I. Or what would you like to happen? What I would love to happen is that it means that we start working collectively a lot more. Um, I think, as often happens, and I think we saw it in the pandemic as well. Um, when you're fighting for survival and that constant battle that Michael was talking about, the first instinct often is to put your barricades up, right? You know, yeah. keep your house in order before you can work with others. But what's what I feel is happening, um, yeah, even in the last eighteen months, and the block party was a good 
good example of this is people are going, well, actually, we need to work together and we need to work in partnership to keep things going and keep things moving. Uh, I'm really excited that the court's moving back into the city because um, that brings more life. There's suddenly more people in the neighbourhood that might see what other people are doing. Uh, hopefully more cafes because we don't have enough cafes near work. That's my bugbear. <laughs> um, uh, but also means that, you know, those staff at the court theatre can reach out to their colleagues and other organisations and be like, how do you do this? What do you do with that? Which we're starting to see happen again, but I think, you know, we'll definitely move up from there. Uh, and hopefully from the precinct, we'll sort of see, I guess, our in the previous sort of iterations, it's been an, an arts, culture and creativity ribbon, or maybe it's a secondary river of things flowing down to Worcester Boulevard, you know, which and, and over to Oxford Terrace, because it's really not that far to walk. Um, and just trying to really get that liveliness happening and continuing in, yeah. that, in that area. Kerry, uh, what's the council wish? I mean, I know there's been a bid out, there's a what was going to be a car park there, and now there's been... <laughs> Calls for submission. <laughs> I think Michael's suggested an outdoor theatre space, an amphitheatre style space, I think, and other space for companies. What, what's, what do you think is going to happen in there? Can, are you able to speak at all to that, where things are at? Uh, not fully, I have to be honest. <laughs> I have to be honest. Um, but there is a decision to, uh, there, there were a couple of um, strong submissions, and, and, and Michael and Andromeda was was uh, among those, but when, when is, are we going to hear the decision on this? Uh, that is a good question. I think councillors met last week to make some decisions, so that I, th- I think it's a process of ratification, and then we go back out to talk to stakeholders. But but actually, in line with what Steph was saying, I mean, the ambition is that there is um, um, more willingness to collaborate and and, and opportunities to see venues um, support. A range of um, companies and activity and, and activation, right? Well, let's talk about that a little bit because yeah. that does raise the court. And I know two of you were at the the, the opening of a new musical. There's something rotten last night, which is cool. Um, the court's been in the news for all the wrong reasons. Right? Uh, it's it's yeah. chief exec has has left after calls of a toxic work culture. They've gone through like 30 staff members. We're talking an organisation with 30 or 35 staff total, uh, three artistic directors. This is all in the last five years or something. Not in a good situation. And, you know, we've seen lots of other theatre companies like The Fortune in Dunedin and Downstage in Wellington kind of, you know, they've aged with their audiences and they've had to adapt or, or the models have changed. You know, Steph, do you think... Can the court change? Can that building, that beautiful new building that the council, I think, owns, mm-hmm. will own, you know, can the model change? Do you think that might happen? I think so, yeah. From from what I can gather anecdotally, you know, there's already been a change in culture since the previous executive direct, director left, that there's, um, I guess, been a collective breath taken. Yeah. Um, um, there's a lot of work still to do there, of course, Um and the new artistic director, Alison, has been making some really, I don't want to use the word brave for programming, but I think some really strong programming offers that have ruffled some of the old audience feathers. But for others of us, we've been like, oh, my God, this is great. This is the work we want to see, like Dance Nation, um, for example, which was on two shows ago. Um, fantastic. But, you know, older generations were like, I don't get it and I don't like it. That's great. Yeah, awesome but, conversations. But, but mm, I, yeah, to get mm. back to your question, um, 
I look, I really hope that moving into a new building gives them the impetus to create new ways of working. I think they are looking at their structure at the moment um, in terms of, okay, well, what does this post executive director era look like yeah. uh, and and how that will work and I you know I can only hope that the change of moving into that building and and having this momentous sort of um, throwing up of all the script papers and seeing where they land again in the coming months will, will be good for it but you know I think about downstage and everyone was like burn it down and start again <laughs> let the pirates in let the pirates in and it, you know how long has it taken for that to it's get... a long time these things do yeah. take time I was talking to Murray Lynch on the show about that before meanwhile mm. next I think we should mention you've got to pie this enormous convention centre I was in there yesterday for an electric car show of all things <laughs> 1400 seat auditorium mm. a 200 booth exhibition hall 900 seat banquet hall 24 meeting rooms <laughs> it's enormous <laughs> Michael, what could you do in there? It's, it's, a lot of, it's huge. It's amazing. I like. I mean, I wouldn't have. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have built it myself, but we got it. It's a nice, nice wee gift from the government. You know, they. Um, they Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, 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 I know. And then they were like to the council. Now, do you guys want it? And the council was like, no. And so, so the government still owns it. Is it? Yes. Yeah. 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 This. I mean, it's beautiful. I have to say. Yeah. Now I've been inside it. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we're all struck. Yeah. Jury's yeah. 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 out as to how the community will be able to access it in a um, fiscally accessible way, mm. shall we say? Well, but thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Steph, before we go, whatever happened to the Christchurch Arts Festival? People <laughs> out there, pronounce like Christchurch one. I know, I'm sorry to finish on that note, but do we need an arts festival back? We've got yeah. a lot of little festivals. Or, we or we do. Festivals. But that's symptomatic of Christchurch, really. We've got a lot of small organisations and very few recurrently funded ones that are, you know, large enough. Um, it went, it kind of got cryogenically frozen in, in about 2021, I think. And from what I gather, there's going to be something coming out in the coming couple of weeks as to the future of the arts oh. festival. I don't know if we need a another festival to come in its place I think you know the festivals that we do have could work together better or broaden out to take that place and I think change is afoot again with the Buskers Festival as well in the coming years Okay well watch this space Kitty, Steph, Michael thank you for joining me on the show it's been a pleasure for you to have me here this weekend (laughs) thank you for joining us